from their secret lair on the back lot of an abandoned theme park in the heart of the New York of the South. They spring into action whenever an unwanted opinion is needed. This is Two Dudes on a Backlot. Now, here's your hosts, R.L. Sutton and Harvey. Are you into pop culture? Or are you a fan of movies, television, comics, games, wrestling, MTV, when it played music? How about aliens, the paranormal, or the Florida Man Skunk Ape? Yes? Well, this is the show for you. We are two dudes on a back lot. We got something to say, but nobody asks. My man, R.L. Sutton. That's me. I'm Harvey, and we're going to talk about the Netflix TV show Wednesday. Or Wednesday, Adams. A lot of people would like to, to call it, but it's called Wednesday. The Adams Family is a fictional family created by the American cartoonist Charles Adams. They originally appeared in a series of 150 unrelated single-panel cartoons, about half of which is originally published in The New Yorker over a 50-year period. The Adamsons are a satirical version of the ideal 20th century American family. They're an odd, wealthy, aristocratic clan who delight in the macabre, and they are unaware or don't care that they are different from the average family, that they are frightening, that they are gothic. Everything that they see as normal, we see as abnormal. The Adams Family had a profound influence on American comics, cinema, and television, and is seen for the inspiration of all things, the goth subculture and its fashion statements. The characters were unaware of the events of the 1964 adaption, except for, oh, correction, the characters were unnamed in the comic strips, except for Matisha and Wednesday, who were made into dolls in 1962. That's the Adams Family for you. But I don't. So... <laughs> What do you think of the TV show Wednesday? That's what we're here for, guys. I I went in thinking I was going to not like it because I kind of knew off the get-go. For the uninitiated, the whole point of the Adams family is they are this gothic family and everything that they see is normal. We see it as abnormal. So what is normal to us, they find it's the most horrid, horrible thing. And that's the, the, the charm. That is the beauty of the Adams Family. And the minute that I heard that Wednesday's going to be in this supernatural school and there's going to be, like, other monsters and all that, I was just, like, kind of put off. I watched the show. I loved it so much that I, I binge-watched it, you know, from the first episode all the way to the last episode. I'm a person. I love just whatever I'm watching. I just want to be engrossed in it. It is a mystery. I wasn't expecting it to be a mystery. I would say it's like a Scooby-Doo episode mixed in with like, you know, maybe an American Gothic story or American horror story. It's because there's horror mixed in with with a murder mystery, which I didn't see that coming. I really liked it. I'm not the type of person that's going there thinking, oh, it's this person or I'm trying to solve the mystery. I just love the journey. So I'm, I'm, on, I'm watching the show from the first minute till the last minute, just seeing where 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 are they taking me? What are they doing with this? I thought, I, I loved it. Jenna Ortega killed it as Wednesday Adams. One thing about the show, it is about Wednesday Adams, duh. But it's really an ensemble cast. It's about the whole cast. You got these side stories, and and they give you a little backstory to the main back 
background actors that she interacts with, like her roommate Enid and her love interest Xavier and the other kid that I forgot his name that turns into the Hyde. And you have Bianca who's starts off as like like a bully, but then kind of just you see that she has an interesting backstory as a siren and how her mom wants her to take her out of school to help her cheat people out of money. I thought the the, the show is well written and, and very had a lot of cool backstories that I could see going in different directions. What do you think? I agree with you. I know that you haven't seen the series. It did kind of have a Harry Potter feel to it in the structure of the story. So for me, that was noticeable. The uniqueness about it, though, is Jenna Ortega's character is so... She's so there, and the rest of the cast is so rich that you kind of overlook that. Like, right away, you're like, you know what? I'm not really interested in that as much as I'm enjoying the whole like, the whole show, the whole outlook of it. There are some scenes where her interactions are filled with one-liners and these little off-color statements that are really fun. One of my favorites is she's allergic to color, which is hilarious to me. I'm like, I, I never thought about that. That was a unique approach to that. There's a lot of the camera angles you see that they're really selling the whole, like the snapping of the finger. I don't know if you noticed, but there was a very, that was a very structured way approach to it. Tim Burton directed the first few episodes and was, I believe, a producer on the show. So he was able to come in and give his approach to it to make it feel like it was connected to the original series. I don't know if you you noticed, but her, the way she looked at the camera, her chin was kind of down and she, she was looking through her eyebrows at something Tim Burton came in with and he loved how she looked when she was doing it. So he was, he, that's why every scene she's in, she's always kind of giving you that glare look like, what are you about to say? I thought she was brilliant. Jenna Ortega yes. played Wednesday brilliantly because you have the ghost of Christina Ricci. And then you have Christina Ricci being the main antagonist. Props and, and, and a huge applause to Jenna Ortega because that had to be a little nerve-wracking. You have the quintessential gothic Wednesday. Because when you watch the original show, Wednesday is, is, is younger. She was younger than what Christina Ricci played her and she was precocious she was cute but what made her you know cute was she was this cute little girl but yeah she had these weird you know gothic macabre tastes and it was the the, the adams family movies in the 90s that made her very like uh cold like what we saw you know this this teenage version of wednesday and i thought it was a a, a great continuation of the 90s movies I, I remember seeing the movies. I didn't care much for them. I didn't like, I didn't not like them, but I, I wasn't like, oh, this is great. I thought they, they, they were what they were. They were, you know, typical 90s comedic movie. But uh, now, I, now I kind of almost want to go rewatch them and see how at least Christina Ricci portrayed. Jenna never spoke with Christina Ricci until the ending, the end of the series. They never talked about the character Wednesday, and it wasn't until then, so I applaud her on that because it gave her a unique approach to it. The character wasn't truly developed in the comics. And I the, the main issue I had with the um, 90s movies, you came in and for those who haven't seen the movie, it came out in 91, so this hopefully this is not a spoiler. You came into it, Uncle Fester was missing, 
So I always felt like there was a prequel movie that was needed to explain why all that happened. And you never got one. So that was kind of like, well, uh, that, that sort of sucks because I don't know why that never happened. If you're interested in the Adams Family even more, during the 60s, he actually wrote a novel that set up the TV show, which would have in turn set up set up the uh, 90s the movie. movies. Yes. I don't know if you want to dive that deep into the, speaking, the mythology of the Adams Family. Speaking of Uncle Fester, what did you think about this version of Uncle Fester? I watched it and I was sort of like, okay, this is an actor. Have I seen him somewhere before because he came across it? Uh, he came across like I seen him before, like I know, knew him from something else and I didn't. I wasn't really feeling it. I feel like I can't think of the actor's name who played Uncle Fester in the movie. Uh, oh, it was else? Christopher Lloyd. It's uh, yes. Doc Brown. Doc Brown, Doc Christopher Lloyd for the Star Trek fans also was the one who set the standard for the Klingons in the Star Trek series, the Next Generation. Believe it or not, he he just he's an all-in kind of actor, and I feel like you that actor was standing in the shadows. So if they recast him in future future seasons, I wouldn't bother me because I don't feel like he was memorable. I feel like he was kind of like going through the motions. I that was just my my take on it. He was the of all the cast, he was the least the one who wasn't we'll say stand out that he... yeah I, w I would totally agree the this um uncle fester was fred armison from saturday night live in portlandia and he's a great comedic actor especially on saturday night live he had so many great characters and he also played like obama he, he was okay. actually the one that would, he would play obama really uh, yeah but yeah it, it, he wasn't bad but compared to everybody else in this tv show he was Kind of like the weakest link. Yeah, he he didn't really shine, and it, it's kind of sad because he could have had a whole home run here. He could have even got his own spinoff show, and there was nothing there that made me go, "I want to see more of this version of Uncle Fester." Actually, I wouldn't mind seeing a. And if Netflix was listening, this would be the cast to go out there and do a uh, Adams Family's Christmas special or holiday special for Halloween. Bring them all back. You what know, are she's your home What home. are your thoughts? I mean, Netflix is so notorious for giving us like a solid season of a show and then giving us nothing. It it seems like it's doing very well. People really like it. It surprised a lot of people. I would love to see a second season, or, or like you said, if they were smart, yeah, give us a, a a Halloween movie, give us a Christmas movie with Halloween elements. What are your thoughts? on netflix is what they're going to do with this yeah my biggest complaint with netflix is one they'll have a hit they'll knock it out of the park and then they'll wait forever you shouldn't i get that that's the model the business model for european television if, for those who know a little bit about it they'll put out a season of something it could be grand and then they'll wait two years to do another season or three this is one of those where you've got enough hype going that they should have announced the second season we have shows out there they announce the second season before it even um before the first season even drops there go ahead no 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 finish go ahead finish so that's that's a downside comparing them to another studio disney announced their christmas special pretty quickly i feel like they need to get in their way the fan base is still wanting more of this something else hasn't eclipsed them get those seasons out and move on with it i think that you have a lot that you can do here i have some ideas on that too 
But yeah, it's hot. Sign the young lady to a contract. Give if you're going to wait two years, give a holiday special. Heck, do two of them. Two holiday movies. The Adams family's at, at home. Adams family on vacation. Whatever. All those actors that are involved. Catherine Zeta Jones. I don't think she's done anything for a while. The the actor who played the father. What's his name? Louis you know his... Louis, Gu Louis Guzman. Does he have a lot of the? Does he have a regular TV no, show he's, right now? No, he's like a character actor. He's kind of like uh, the Hispanic uh, Steve Buscemi. He's, okay. He comes. He's he's in a lot of stuff, but like no, he's not a, like a regular on anything. So yeah, you you have the perfect setup where you have all these actors that aren't really tied down to any sort of project. They could totally just commit to this show, and I agree with you. They need to get on it fast because not only is the show hot. But you're portraying all these people to look young and to look like high schoolers. And some of them really don't as it is. So you're going to wait another two years and they're going to be two years older. And now now that you, now they're going to look like college kids in high. It's going to be like 90210 back in the day where you, you got people in their mid-20s trying to play high schoolers and it starts looking foolish. My thing with Jenna is you've got enough ground with this character that I actually – would be fine if they didn't bring back the rest of the cast and we watched her go to college or some of them did, or we watched like her and her bestie one ended up in the same college. And she's just like, why are you here? Or she's on holiday in Europe because he shoot it over in Romania, I believe is the country. But I there's a lot of things you could do with her, just her fine, even throw her in New York. Somehow she got the wrong flight. She's in New York and stuck for a week. Just seeing her, her adventures would be I think fun. Now that stick could get old after a while, but right now we're only getting eight, eight episodes. We're not even getting 12 or more. So Netflix giving us something, the adventures of Wednesday Adams could be a fun um, getaway because that's exactly what the show was for me. It's just, and, there was. And, and that's what the show should be. Cause that was kind of like the whole point of the Adams family was them in normal situations, which, which to them was, was an abnormal situation. All of your ideas are phenomenally great and valid. Sadly, I don't see Thank any you. of it. I don't see any of them happening because they've already invested so much with these back characters. So it seems like in Hollywood, Hollywood's lazy, and they're like, "Oh, well, this is the formula, so this is what we're going to follow." You, like you said, they have a great formula with her. The formula is you have her, and you just put her in different situations. But then you need a solid writing cast. I don't feel that the show has to turn into a murder mystery each, you know, each season. This one was great. The next one could just be, like you said, her, you know, her adventures, like you said, in New York or, or, you know, California, send her to California where everything is so opposite of where she was. Everything is bright and sunny and water and the beach. And she's, you know, dressed up head to toe in black and gray and white. And she's on a beach in Santa Monica. Yeah. There's so many things they could do. I don't see them doing any of that, sadly. And you know what, Hollywood? I dare you. I double dog dare you. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Don't be lazy. Give us something good because you got you got the bones there. You have a, a solid basis for a show that you could film for the next. The good thing about Jenna Ortega, she's young looking. She's very petite. So when, her as Wednesday, you could use her for many years to come as long as she doesn't start showing her age in her face or gains weight or anything like that. 
There are so many things they could do with her. Her agent's most likely trying to get her on a Disney Marvel film, or I'm sure she could be a, the lead actress in a feature. Feature They'll probably spin her off into some kind of love story role just to get her out there again before they shoot the next season, because that's all Hollywood knows. But as the Netflix series goes, yes, you could get a few miles out of it. The problem I'm in, my concern is that they're going to basically, and I, again, you have a, you, you've shared that you've never seen these films, but I feel like they're going to simply go and copy and paste the next Harry Potter movie. And even the Harry Potter movies eventually had to break away from the school because they realized they're quite literally beating a dead horse there. So they're going to bring the entire cast back. They're going to do another adventure, something, something's happening to this and we're going to be there simply because the cast and the actress and the writing was so good that you didn't care that it was reinventing that or just re rerunning that story in front of you yeah sadly i could see that happening just because of like i've mentioned before laziness they're like oh this is the formula so this is what we're going to go with yeah. so yeah sadly but even then they the way they wrote it this they could never record another film another Wednesday TV show with this ensemble and it ends because they, they gave it a solid ending. They left it open with the text that she got on her phone but like you said this, you could say they went to like onto a break because you know since the headmaster got murdered mm-hmm. and it's weird that there wasn't like a, a co-headmaster that they could put in there but okay whatever they sent everybody home for who knows how long they already can just, like you said, the adventures of her getting home or whatever happens to her at home. We know that the boyfriend Hyde character breaks out. So there's going to be some continuation of that. But like you said, they, they did leave an open ending where they could do something outside of the school grounds because everybody was kind of going home for a short break. Right. So they, 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 they already set it up that way. So why not go that way, you know? Oh, yeah, you're going to have the, this is the next term. This is um, her freshman year, sophomore year, year senior year. I, again, I think you could take some of the characters and have them all end up in the same college. The uh, school for, the Nevermore School, um, I don't know what you'd call the college, but you could have a, a college version of the Nevermore School. Actually, that would be fun, that she meets a nemesis that's almost identical to her, so she's not so unique. I think you could have a lot of fun with the Wednesday character dealing with what do you mean? Maybe that character's name, like the um, the character Wednesday Adams is Wednesday Wednesday Friday's child, or um, correction, the character Wednesday's la- middle name is Friday, so maybe that one's called Thursday Saturday or something like that, and that's her nemesis, and she keeps outdoing Wednesday. You could do a whole season of that. you could actually get a season out of that too, or have a play on her name like. Let it be Adam's Saturday or, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, her last name is this person's first name or, you know, something or this nemesis first name is like Poe. Like, since it's it's kind of best based on Edgar Allan Poe, the first name could be Poe in something else, you know, like a last name. Yeah. What are your, what are your thoughts on uh, people having to put their, sexual preferences or fantasies onto the character where oh you know enid and wednesday they're a couple or they should be a couple and it's like no 
They were roommates from the get-go. The whole time Enid was boy crazy, and she always had... She was always super in love with the Gorgon kid that turned himself into stone, which they never explained how he got turned back normal. And Wednesday kind of had her own little triangle with Xavier and the and the and the and the other kid. Okay, what? what you, yeah, I was gonna say before we get to that, uh, I had the thought while you were talking. What if her nemesis wears all white? She wears all black, and her nemesis wears all white. That I think would be fun. No, because if it, it, it would be it would be weird if they're if they're like in a supernatural school and this person's in all white, just be weird. They because then they they visually they stand out and who wears white the hero and if this person's the antagonist oh good point you know look at star wars look at star wars look at uh luke skywalker he was pretty much in white and beige the whole the whole movie good point okay as the enid that whole thing goes i'm with you we don't need that it's let's let it be fun let's let it be just this show that you watch and you get away from everything that we don't need a commentary or we it's a highly diverse cast you don't need that one little extra mix in there just to to be like everything else yeah you know, and that's um, the that's the problem with everything else it's like nobody can, half the time nobody cares about the sexual preferences of the characters so it's like people please stop also I've seen articles where they kind of criticize that the main villains were black. And I'm like, no, you had the Bianca character. Who's the siren where, yes, she starts off as a antagonist, but she was never a villain. And halfway through the movie, you see that she's not a bad person and she has her own issues and actually a character with like a cool, rich backstory. And even, and then they, 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 they'll mention the mayor and I'm like, no, the mayor wasn't an evil character either. If anything, he was the typical politician, maybe a little power hungry, a little money hungry. But he even had a cool arc where before he got murdered, he was engulfing himself in the in the case. And that's why he wanted to meet up with the local sheriff to run some things through him because he wanted to get to the bottom of it as well. So none of the actors that are black in the movie were really portrayed as like evil. You had the mayor's son that was portrayed as like a dumbass and a knucklehead. He was a bully at the beginning, but even the he even had his arc showed that you know he was remorseful for what he did. So that's not fair assessment or correct. I feel like this is a lot of people projecting. I think that the one thing we got to understand is Mr. Um, Tim Burton has got this kind of pushback before. And really, he's just the ultimate artist in a lot of ways where he's just here to tell a story. He doesn't put a lot of thought into it. He goes with what he what works for him. My understanding is he didn't even initially care, want Jenna and then she kind of proved herself or something to him. He's just an artist wanting to tell his his peculiar little stories. And anything I've heard is he that's just not his thing. He's just he's in his own head, if you will of wanting to tell a story. The rest of that stuff is people projecting their their little hangups. I thought you had a great cast. You had a beautiful cast. You had everybody pretty much. You had the absolute loner with the bees out there. And you still had Wednesday in the school being her own loner self uniqueness. Uh, side note, I really thought it was clever the CGI people to give 
Edith, the little rainbow hair that she had in her wolf form. I thought that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I, that I was agree. so fun. But the show was a nice getaway from the world, and that's what a lot of television needs to get back to. We've mentioned that on the show many times, that just show it to us, let us see how it is, and, and let us judge for ourselves. As far as wanting, oh, it should be this, it should be that, well, you know what? Create your characters, get out there, show us how it's done. Otherwise, leave it alone. Let's let people just have these escape, which is what entertainment should be. And come on, that's what this whole show was. Just a nice little escape from the world of today. There needs to be more of that. I totally agree with you. I thought that's that was the charm and the beauty of the show. Hopefully they don't ruin it. If anything, Hollywood, take notes. <laughs> start doing this with everything else. And people will start just enjoying your product again and if you want to make a commentary that's what charles adams did with the adams family series which is this group of people who did not he, he was making fun of people he was making fun and he the hilarious thing about it is the magazine that put this story put his cartoons out was the new yorker and when he went to tv the the publicist wouldn't oh the new yorkers above tv and so he pulled his comics until they, they didn't print them again until he retired. Just do that. Just have fun with it, people. If you want to make, make fun of everybody. But to to all these people that, oh, we're trying to, this is what I want to see, or this should be that. Why? Why can't it just be what it is? Why what can't? I hate, yeah, what I hate about that is people are like, I want this, I want that, there needs to be more of this. And those are the same people that don't support it. And we keep getting these projects like this most recent stupid Disney movie that had so much diversity of representation and nobody went to see it. The people that scream for this shit never go support the products that they say they want to go see. They never do. And Wednesday was this thing, and for those who will listen to our future shows, we recorded this after we've made those shows. That's why... You'll hear us talking about the Wednesday Adams series, but not making these references or re-recorded them first. This show worked because it was escapism. This show worked because it had a great cast. This work sh- the show worked because, yes, it took a concept that a lot of people are familiar with, a series of movies even, and said, I'll do it this way. And it, it just did that. It just ran with this kooky spooky character this young lady delivered every line with for those of you who don't may not have heard when she does the the dancing that's being duplicated all over social media she had covid when she did that and she she did um choreograph it herself side note to all that she also learned how to play the cello and though not correctly she was learning german so there's a lot of people like, oh, that's that's not right, the right kind of German. And then they, there's been a lot of discussions on, is it Dutch or this or that? And apparently she mispronounced some words here and there. It's like, but, hey, she's an actress. She did pretty damn good, people. Give her, cut her some slack. Come on now. She, you're expecting her to, to speak perfect Dutch or German. It's like, just be happy that she gave you a phenomenal character. My fear <laughs> is that they don't start getting too cutesy. And then every season has some cheesy dance off you know they're like oh this is what people love yes this is we loved it because it it made sense within the story don't don't be putting her at different dances and having her do different Uh, you know 
I hope they don't go that route either. I think you're going to, you'll probably end up getting a few more dances. It depends on how much Netflix sizzle gets involved if, uh, and how much creative control Tim Burton has. If you hear Tim Burton bounces from the next season, he won't be involved, then get ready for it. The other thing is, I, I'm going to make this comment. I kind of didn't, I did not want Christina Ricci's character to be the cause of it all because I wanted her to come back for another season. My family called it like, oh, it's going to be about her. And then lo and behold, it, she was the main villain behind it. Which I was like, no, damn it. I w- just like you, I just was on the journey. So I, I wasn't in my head trying to figure out who it was. I guess if you sit back, you could see that, okay, yeah, who is it? The most famous actress on the whole set? Because who are the, your two biggest actors on the set? Her and Gwendolyn Christie, who's the headmaster. So Gwendolyn Christie, let's be honest, was her character was a little too predictable to be the, 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 the bad guy or the bad, you know, the villain because because of the way she played it. And we know she had that hate love relationship with Morticia because uh, we later kind of find out she had a thing for Gomez Adams as well. It, it would have been cool for them to explore that, but we'll never get that because they killed the character off. Would we say that Catherine Zeta-Jones may have been the biggest actress on the show? No, not really. What's she done recently? She hasn't done any. Oh, she hasn't done. We're not talking about all time. We're talking about recently. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Then, then, yes, the the lady from Game of Thrones is definitely the biggest actress in that thing. Christine Luigi hasn't done much. Yeah. But But, but it's, it's, it's something based on the Addams Family, so... Yeah, well, would, we're splitting hairs. Would, yeah, you would you would still kind of give her the top billing. She's the she's the original when well, she's not the original Wednesday, but she's the Wednesday that everybody knows, and yes. that's why they intentionally dressed her up in brighter colors and gave her that red hair, and so she looks totally opposite of Jenna, of course. It, yeah, it wasn't a big surprise, but they didn't really do anything with her. She just kind of walked off, so she could escape from jail. She could you could still bring her back. Yeah, I thought that was a unique approach, having both of them there, because your mind is always like, that's the original Wednesday. Though I'll say that when you go through, if there, let's just say this series gets seven seasons and then down the road, film historians will give Jenna the uh, credit of being the, the, the defining Wednesday Adams, if you will. You know, there's been other people to portray the character, but the one that kind of made it its own and stand out. People are talking about her more than they're talking about um, Christina Ricci's Adam. She was part of the cast. If well, you but, had... but then that's kind of by default because of the way the show is. You know, Jenna just was was in the show that portrayed it in the most realistic way possible. Let's call it that. Because the movies are still based on the 60s TV show. They're meant to be hokey. But this is supposed to be, like you said, this is like Harry Potter. Like all of this is real. All of this exists. It, yeah, think, she portrayed it well, but she also has the advantage of her world is the most realist. I understand what you're saying, but I do think that there's something that Burton and her brought to it that a lesser talented actress wouldn't have been able to make it this memorable. True, but if you were to give, if you were to put her in the more hokey world of Christina Ricci, does she stand out as much? Then she. 
Two Dudes on a Backlog will return after this message. Every culture possesses comparable myths, accounts of distant lands, and the belief of creatures that can transform at will. Should every report be dismissed, every tale written off, every sighting mistaken, is this not a sign of human pretension to dismiss thousands of years of history? Silver, legend of the wolf. Waga Comics of Japan is now offering a digital version in English and Japanese of all issues of Silver, Legend of the Wolf. We now return to Two Dudes on a Backlog. You would probably portray it just like Christina Ricci did, you know, 30-something years ago. You, you gave her something to chew on. You gave her something to work with. Yeah, she is a good actress. I'm not, I'm not you know, arguing that, but she does have the advantage of they gave her a more rich world to deal with. Original Adams family in the 60s, it's not even defined where the hell they are. Or, you know, they rarely do anything outside of the house. And then the TV, the, the, the movie did a pretty good job of taking them out and putting them into the real world and dressing her as an Indian and all this. And they gave her like a little boyfriend. But this one is the most, just because it's the most recent one, they gave her, like you said, a Harry Potter-esque world. It's the most richest it's the one where she can do something she has the ability to do what she did if you were to throw make this more of a throwback like the 90s movie then it would be closer to the 90s movie and maybe people wouldn't even be as excited or they would just be comparing it to the christina ricci wednesday so so you're proposing that if we'll just switch it around if christina ricci played the character now that jenna played they had the same script say there was the same age and you just swapped them in time <laughs> a time travel event uh-huh. that christina ricci would have been just as beloved as and made the show the way that jenna has made it christina ricci yes because she's shown with all of the projects she's done post adam's family that she's a very good actress so christina ricci yes now, pulling hairs, who's better than who? Time will tell. But Christina Ricci, yes. I think she would have been just as beloved. Because she's beloved now. With something that she did 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Think about it. I am. I'm, I'm mowing it over because I'm, I'm of the opposite mindset. I think sometimes the, um, there's something about the actor the thespian that brings it to the stage that somebody else wouldn't have done. Um, I'm comparing it also to some other films where I've heard the same argument. No, I, I agree. I agree with you. You're absolutely right. What I'm saying is Christina Ricci has the skill set. Has the skill set, and she's proven it because who from that era, especially somebody of her age is still working now not that many people and she has done and she has done multiple movies way past adam's family as a teenager into adulthood oh and she's and she's killed it so yes you're right it's it the actor is the person that gives it and when i'm not shitting on jenna ortega no jenna ortega killed it and i want to see more of her but christina ricci would have been able to pull it off if you were to swap the two she would have been able to pull she would have been just as beloved now she she of course would have portrayed it in her way 
it wouldn't have been this Wednesday that we have. But yeah, it, who's the better? That would be hard. That would be really hard to, to tell. But yes, Christina Ricci would have been able to do it. Okay, I see your point. And I I am thinking of some and, of the actors. Because a lot of people, you know, this is a conversation that's very common when people talk sports. Oh, who's better, LeBron James or Michael Jordan? Or this person or that person? And it's And you're always talking about people from two different eras. The one thing here that you have is Christina Ricci's body of work. And she has a solid body of work. You know, not only has she continued to work as an actress from being a child to an adult and still does and still does it at a high level, but she's had all these projects up to up to this TV show where she's proven that she's a phenomenal actress and she's portrayed all different type of characters. She's not typecasted. She's done comedy to, you know, drama. She hasn't really done anything action, but she's done, you know, different things. So, yeah, I think Christina Ricci would have done a phenomenal job as well. That's not to say that if we were to take similar situations, Linda Carter, Wonder Woman versus Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman. If it, anybody who's like, who's Linda Carter? Linda Carter was the oh. woman, that, actress that portrayed Wonder Woman in the 70s. There you're you're talking about two different eras, two different actresses. You're, you, you know. you're not questioning if I know who Linda Carter is. No, no, no. What we're, you know, for the... <laughs> For the person for those, that's listening, yeah. I'm, yeah I know for, you know who Linda Carter is. For the Gen Xers, we know who Linda Carter is. We'll do a show on heroines of the 70s and 80s one day. What what your thought brought me to was a, a, a film that came out in the 90s as well. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with it, called Event Horizon. Uh-huh. And Siskel and Ebert did a review of it. And one of their comments were that you could switch Lawrence Fishburne and Sam Neill's characters like they could play the other characters and you would have had the same outcome to the story. And I've often had issue with it. I'm like, no, I don't think you would have had the same outcome because each actor approached it a very Sam Neill and Lawrence Fishburne are very different people. So I think you would have had a very different show. Yes. The story would have been the same and some of the beats would have been the same, but I think some of the elements would have changed drastically just because of the, that actor's, thoughts on that scene at that moment you know the, those ad lib scenes as you know so well where the actor has a instinct to do something that someone else may not have done playing the same role and i think i thought i personally felt like the young lady jenna brought a lot of those elements to that that maybe yes christina reaching may not have done but i think a lesser talented actress would have never thought of no 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 you're right a lesser a lesser actress we wouldn't be talking about the show. We'd be like, oh, it was a good idea. Sucked. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Christina Ricci, a teenage, or because Jenna, Jenna Ortega is not a teenage, but let's She's say, uh, but Christina Ricci is more womanly looking. I mean, she's taller and she's more filled out. So she still would have had to play. Christina Ricci would have had to play this character closer to the original age. So you'd still get like, a Christina Ricci in high school, a high school age Christina Ricci versus, you know, 20 year old Christina Ricci. What I'm saying is the show would still be good. It would be different, but it would still be just as good. She would have no, played was... it a different way, but, you know, yeah, Jenna gave it her own take and made it hers. 
Now, the one thing I will I'll also add is, unlike a lot of TV shows that have been coming out lately, we can't say that Jenna hurt her back carrying the entire project on her back. Like a lot of films have been said, like this person went to the hospital because they had to carry the entire movie. Everybody involved in this project did a really solid job. I could, except for the guy playing Fester, we've already talked about. I I did not like him. I they can recast him, and I wouldn't even notice the CGI team that worked on the hide. It felt like it was something. Uh, outside of a different show i actually thought when we first saw the first image in that one episode that it was maybe distorted and like no that's what the cgi model looks like it's like you did the werewolf really good and then you did you went cheap on that was the See, but the, were to... the werewolf is easier to do because we kind of know what a big where what a big wolf looks like so i th i thought yes the hide looked cheesy it didn't look as dangerous as what it was i thought was that on purpose since it is adam's family was that yes probably you know part of it was budget but don't you think also maybe it was done on purpose it was supposed to kind of look that way i'm i'm gonna say that because the werewolf was okay because when you saw what it looked good the minute it started moving it looked like a uh a, a cheesy video game especially when those especially when the werewolf and the and the hide were fighting but that werewolf was primarily done for that the reveal i think that's what the that was all about was just yeah. the little the little haha -ha there i'm i think you may be onto something that maybe the, the hide wasn't done to look great like it was meant to be a little campy that does seem like something right out of a tim burton playbook as far as the werewolf going cgi is still cgi they're both difficult to do there's a lot, actually, there's a lot more to the werewolf because you may end, end up animating all the hairs. And let's be honest, that's why they shot it in such darkness because you hide a lot of sins in the dark. Well, and at the same time, if you notice, when did we get the werewolf? What, last 10 minutes of the movie? Yeah, there was, was a lot. Done, it, was, it was done on purpose, so I don't see, if, if we get a, a second season, I, I still don't see Enid wolfing out a lot. Because, no. you know, it's, it's, well, and the show's not really about that. It happened because no. that was part of her story, the, you know, the other, but we're not going to see her transform a lot. The other thing about a uh, CGI, knowing a little bit about it, when you do the model, you, it's kind of like a one and done. You build out, they call it building out the model. No matter how many times you animate it, it's still going to be the same model. So the same amount of work goes into the visualization of the anything, and then the animated, animating it depends on, there's a few different approaches. So they would have had the same, maybe they didn't have as much time, and so they had more time to work on the the, the werewolf model, and Tim Burton's in there going, where's my, where's my hide bitches? And they're like, uh, we need another day. And he goes, I'll just take this and go with it. We'll make it work, versus having the entire time to produce it the other thing is i don't want enith to change a lot because that will delay the release of it it takes a while to produce those produce those things and the more cgi project even in today's standards is like either you want it fast or you want it good which do you want so yeah well, i would i still think they don't know what the hell they want to do they weren't expecting a hit and now they have a hit it's like give us more people 
but that's a, we've talked about that on the show before. That's the beauty of it. You don't know what's going to work. Nobody knew this was going to work. Nobody yeah. heard of her just because Tim Burton was in there. Tim Burton may need the money. Maybe Tim Burton decided to pay a visit because it's something he holds near and dear and he wanted it. Um, I doubt that he needed the money. Actually, he's responsible for some of the biggest hits of the 90s. He's probably still living off of uh, some of that Batman money. So he probably got involved. He got Danny Elfman involved to compose it. I thought the man had retired, so that was a big strike Do for them. Do you think if, like you mentioned earlier, if Bert, if Tim Burton doesn't come back, the show is just going to go to crap? Or you, you think somebody, there might be like some underling that he could pass it on to that would, you know, It's the continue. same thing. It's the same thing as with, um, with uh, actors or actresses. You get a lot of lightning in the bottle. I personally never thought Tim Burton's stuff was nearly as dark where we'll say normies it's dark his stuff is like oh okay that's that's cool but no i think you you got to have him involved or you do risk it becoming too too factory to uh to just like everything else trying to be weird for the sake of being weird yeah it, uh, it, would, our, it would be our worst fear where whoever they bring in they're just gonna we're gonna either hold go the lazy route or they're just gonna go with oh this is what worked in the first season so we're just gonna try to recreate this and Suddenly we got three scenes of Wednesday dancing, you know, oh, and I don't know. It, it, it would just be stupid. It, now we're just having scenes to have scenes and you don't have a solid story. It becomes every other young adult, young adult factory soap opera on the former CW. Exactly. And that's what's yeah. the beauty of this show is like, I would say this show is for everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. based. It's it seems like it's made for young adults, but it's so well made that people of all ages could enjoy it. I thought it was unique. I thought it was one of those fun little stories that gets you pulls you away from everything. I thought the cast did a stellar job. Nobody other than who we talked about. The other thing is, I don't want to. I hope they either go for the holiday special, as I called it, where. We have a season of just the Adams family, or we stay away from the other characters. I don't want cousin it to show up in the seventh episode to give Wednesday some words of wisdom, and he just sits there like a big puffball making these noises, and she just kind of replies. It'd be fun, but it was again we're we're repeating the same notes as season one, which I'll probably go out on a limb and say they'll probably end up doing something like that. It'll, season two will be a little bit more of that. You know, you like this. Watch that. Remember when she spoke German? Now she's speaking Russian. Um, remember when she made fun of this? Now she's doing, you know, I think you might end up getting that. But then again, they may surprise us and just go, you know what? Tim Burton wants to go to Europe. So we're just gonna, or England. So we're going to shoot Wednesday in England because Tim Burton wants to do that. Or in New York, as you said, or Miami or California. So we'll see. Yeah, um, I, ho I hope that's what we get. I hope we don't just get like rehash. You know, trying to, like you said, trying to cat capture lightning in a bottle again. I think the evil Wednesday concept, from her point of view, would be the evil Wednesday concept would be fun. And I would be there simply because if you have the same production team behind it, you're going to be like, okay, you know, we're going to get the same. We're going to get, I know what I'm getting, but how do you do it? How do you make it fun for it? for the uh, viewers at home and go with that. Or they could really surprise us and come up with something different. Like she mistakenly summons 
some ghost and she's chasing through the countryside trying to actually that's funny her and everybody going trying to find the goat put, put the goat her and the classmates trying to put the ghost back in the bottle like whatever it got away from the house and now she needs to find cousin thing well not thing but cousin bob bob well he doesn't sound frightening what's wrong with bob bob if he's allowed to do this he will end the world and she says it with her deadpan delivery everyone's like what the hell is this you know that's funny to me well they could definitely go two directions they could we could see her back at home like you said then she interacts with the rest of the family and lurch and all of that other stuff or you know where we see her going back to school you know with the new headmaster and then like you said that another another season starts with another semester at school let's see what what they do they they what have the, they have options they gave themselves options hopefully they just don't fuck it up actually i just thought of something what if they make morticia the headmaster i don't know i don't think that would work morticia wouldn't she's too vain she wouldn't she wouldn't take a job like that so then her and gomez are going to be making out in all ends of the the high school well no because that's what they always do it that was the running joke in the show and in the movies right but you spend some of the you was you would have some of your subplot would be her trying to keep gomez bottled up somewhere and he keeps getting out and just showing up in random spots I know it's not as fun, but I'm just throwing stuff out. I'm throwing the writers' rooms, basically doing what we're doing, throwing mud at the window. Going, what can we do? I'm no, sure. I think, I think the writers right now are actually pulling their hair out. They don't know what the hell to do. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, shoot, we got a hit. You know, it's 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 a catch twenty two. You're like, okay, we got a hit. Now what? You know. And if it was any other channel, I would be with you. Like they took forever to decide if, and it was a smash hit with. Um, Netflix doing another season of um, Sandman. They're like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. It's real expensive. We got viewers. Uh, you know, this is one of those what we were talking we've talked about before. This is one of those things that it it's everywhere. It's on social media, TV. What yeah. happens in the long run if we just keep getting this from these streaming services? You give us like a solid one to three seasons of a show, and then. What happens with the audience? Do, do they just adjust? And, and then they they just get their three seasons because they binge watch it anyway? I think that... What, happens this, in the, what, what, is this, what effect does this have on entertainment in the long run, in your thoughts? I think that the first thing they need to do is you need to go back to the classic model of once a week. Because you're going to keep subscribers a little bit longer. I would like to see them expand it. Give us 12 episodes over 8. Again, we'll be, your audience will be there longer. Um, shorter seasons that and this is the thing and if you sh keep shortening the seasons you went from tw 24 to 22 to 12 to 8 you miss out on expanding mythologies on legacy shows like you used to or even becoming a legacy show if everyone's vision of Wednesdays just this one story the other possibilities are are lost and that's you know that's where a show really gets fun is your overall story arc is great except for in a film you expect that in a feature i want to walk in and i want the story to end by the end of the by the time the credits roll 
if you do that, keep doing that to TV, you're losing the small stories that could become bigger stories. You're losing building upon the mythology of something. You're losing building upon, like I was just joking, Cousin Bob Bob, because Cousin Bob Bob gets mentioned in episode three because whatever, and then you never see, hear about him again. Well, those kind of opportunities are lost if all you're doing is one big overall story arc and your writers are not being challenged because all I have to do is deliver one story, but you could come up with so many unique little remember memorable episodes um, to talk to about another franchise. One of the best episodes of a Star Trek, the next generation series that they later said we should have used that for a, um, for one of their feature film plots mm-hmm. was one of those kind of stories. It was just this little, one and done kind of episode but it made such a major impact and it was really never mentioned again and it was an alternate reality kind of thing but if you keep shortening and all you're doing is that one story all we're watching is when we're not seeing a day in the life of wednesday adams at the college or at the the high the school then you miss out on what could be something that would be like hey that would be something to play with a great idea to play with later uh, one of the big villains in Star Trek came from a bottle episode that they revisited later on. Other shows, The X-Files, I can go down the list of 90s television. You you got 10, um, 10 seasons of Smallville because they started out doing these little bottle episodes. They started building their overall myth- the show's mythology. And you had the, a mix of the overall story arc with these little episodes that they would then later revisit. You lose all that every time you compress and compress and compress what's season three of Wednesday Adams going to be six episodes. It's, it's hardly, it's hardly worth the production. I mean, they're, they're still making the same amount of money. Sure. But wouldn't you have rather had 22 episodes of like a game of Thrones as final seasons. So they had time to breathe instead of six. So that's what I think we, we start losing in fans start losing it too, because there's little ideas that can be explored even in other media that first get mentioned in a, major work because you have so much time on your hands plus you also could have an entire episode exploring some like enith's backstory or headmaster's backstory you don't have time to do that when you're dealing with such a short season not only not only everything that you stated was so beautifully stated one thing you mentioned is that if everything being so compressed and short in the long run you, you would lose the audience as well wouldn't you? Because it's so easy for them to check out, but not as, well, as as invested. Another show that we've talked about on here, there and people have mentioned now, other people I've talked to have mentioned it. They hate the, you get a whole episode, it may even be 45 minutes and absolutely nothing happens. Interview with the vampire wasted an episode watching them beat the shit out of each other for 45 minutes or whatever, however long that episode was. Other shows have done that where it's just nothing happens because they've taken a movie plot and stretched it out over six or seven episodes that could have done it in two but we did it in seven fooled you no you did it you pissed me off (laughs) if i can watch the beginning of your show the first episode of your show and star trek uh the new the new spin-offs picard series or a big offender of this. If I can watch the first episode of the season and it was only eight episodes and the last episode of the season and know everything that happened, you have failed people. So you've wasted Patrick Stewart's talent. You've wasted your production team's talent. 
and I, you could have just made a movie and gone about your day. But you want those viewers, give people more. Because yes, I know we're good. We're getting into a TikTok world where they want their entertainment in short bits, but that's not how you build a mythology. In fact, I heard somebody, I don't know who it was, one of the tech guys actually started a production team. And their whole idea was, we're going to produce a lot of short form content and it will all, it will all string together. Guess what? It failed. In regards to Wednesday, I want to see a l- more of these characters. Let them breathe. Heck, exactly. give me season two that's simply an exploration of Bianca simple, in her world, uh, Edith. You go through the entire thing, even if it's just Wednesday Adams sitting in a coffee shop. Jenna or- and Tim Burton could make that one hell of an episode where you'd be like, that was a hell of an episode. What did they do? They were just in the coffee shop. But sh- man, you know, she talked about beans. She went over and sold some fudge. Let the, in fact, forget it. Let everything come to her. Everyone just keeps showing up and she just is there to drink her freaking coffee and watch television and read a book, you know? That's fun. But you'll never get that if you're all only doing every episode is either going to move the plot along or if you can't do that, you're some of the writers aren't talented enough. So all they're going to do is stretch out what should be one scene into 45 minutes. Yeah. And then they still just give you, like you said, eight shitty episodes. And I'm going to break it to everybody. Not everyone, whatever you may think of him as Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, he put us at a cabin in the woods for three hours and stressed that shit out for almost three hours. That's a hard shit. That's hard to do. He's that talented for the most part until you get to the end of the movie. Not everyone's that talented. You guys can't even get 45 minutes of a solid story sometimes. (laughs) That's true. Because, yeah, that's another thing. That's an excellent point. Most of these shows that are streaming, they're not even, you know, 50 minutes long. They're 43 minutes. They're 40 minutes. Like, why are they 40 minutes? You motherfuckers don't even play commercials. Should be 60 minutes. But see, the streaming service cheats you, too. They, 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 uh, they'll, they'll say it's supposed to be a 45 minute episode. You'll get 30 minutes. I've seen what's supposed to be shows that are an hour long come in at 20, almost like cartoons are longer than some of these shows sometimes. This is your episode. Oh, I waited all week and it's 30 minutes. What the hell? In a writing, they say you're a good writer if you can tell a whole story in a single page. Some of these people can't tell a whole story in 45 minutes. For the record, I'm not that good a writer. I still need a page and a half. <laughs> you're an actor. What do you think? Would you rather have a full blown out story or would you rather just work and work one scene? No, I'd rather have a full story. I'm all about the story. Actors are never afraid of working. Is you got these writers that don't know how to write. Yeah. And that's one thing I give the Adams family is they basically photocopied your t- a typical college story and they put it in the hands of talented cast and some talented directors and they produced something that had you go, you know what, I've seen this before, but I'll dig how you're doing it. That took some work. Tales of the Florida Man. Florida Man charged with assault with a deadly weapon. He threw an alligator through the drive through window at a fast food restaurant. If that's not a Florida Man story, I don't know what is. <laughs> Want more Two Dudes on the Backlot? Join our Facebook group or follow us on Instagram for upcoming shows and other information. Now listen to what this other guy has to say. 
Now, as our intrepid duo return to their lives as pizza delivery man and dollar theater usher, we must remember the lessons we learned today. Join us again. Same backlot time. Same backlot.